Hello, everybody, and welcome back to DestroProds.com comic book podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dead. Joe, today we got Birdie. Hello. And Nico. Hey. And yeah, we're here to talk about a comic. Uh, before that, though, potentially the biggest comic adjacent thing to come out of the, come out in the news recently just happened, like literally a day before recording this, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, so yeah. I mean, he, he ran himself out of time because James Gunn said, I'm going to release this in January, January 31st. Okay, <laughs> now I'm ready. Yeah, it could only have been better if it was, all right, January 31st at 11.59 p.m. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so James Gunn, the new co-CEO, co-head of DC Studios, it only took him like how fucking long to get a person in charge of a vision for the entirety of the DC universe? Right. Well, I tried one, but he wasn't working out. He's He's got a weird cult following him. Uh. <laughs> but like that's my that's my favorite takeaway from all this though is that there is some sense of a direction for once <laughs> like and like i don't know like a at least a like a, a list of things that they're planning for and dates in mind that they've had yeah <laughs> things are happening and there seems to be a plan <laughs> and not just going hey that guy made a popular thing let's just see what he does yeah it's it's it gives a lot of people it gave me a lot of hope it really it did it did re-spark my interest in what they have moving forward to be honest with you for the most part yeah so now let's see yeah so james gunn <laughs> uh put out a video i think it was like seven eight minutes just kind of breaking down so, yeah they're kind of breaking down just like hey here are the here is the first part of the first phase of the dc universe yeah yeah after shazam fury of the gods Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman the Lost Kingdom get released. We will then be moving into the new DC universe proper with Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. It's still fucking insane to me that they are going forward with The Flash. Starring yeah. noted criminal I, Ezra Miller. I don't... Yeah. They just must really need, like, they must just think they have to do this to write themselves out of the deep, the Snyder cut, so that they don't, they don't, they want to as clearly as possible make clear to the Snyder fans we're not going back to the Snyder cut. Then so why if not we just literally kill all of it? Then why not just cast a new person as the Flash and do Flashpoint like they did in the comics, where it just starts in the middle of it. Yeah, I was going to agree about that. I'm surprised, like, they must really fucking uh, be banking on this kid or something because of all the shit that went down, the fact to still go forward with them. I'm quite frankly surprised. But not only that, because, uh, you know, whatever, like, I get it. The guy's been having a bad few years, this kid. He's, he's kind of, there's all the stories that come out about well, him. Bad. That pretty few crazy. years is kind of underselling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's they... got a cult and everything like yeah, <laughs> yeah i the, know <laughs> the cult the weird shit with like the multiple relationships with minors i know see i don't know all too much about it i just i've heard the cult thing and i've heard like a lot of like but again like i don't know what's true and what isn't but he seems like bad news this person so uh, i don't well, know they oh that's right yeah, sorry trans <laughs> I, I was not aware of that but anyways so yeah, they are they're basically doing the leto thing but in speed mode like like just holding down the turbo button going through the Jared Leto thing of like, hey, I was popular for a bit. And then I got a cult and now I'm doing weird sex stuff. 
Whereas Jared Leto did that over the course of like a couple decades. Uh, they're doing it in the course of a couple years. Yeah, but they're not even giving us the good grace to have a funny, mockable meme as they become a horrible piece of shit. There's no it's Morbin time coming from right. uh, Ezra Miller. He, he, they're just a horribly disturbed person who really should not be working with other people right now. Yeah. Even beyond that, though, I mean, like, clearly, like, I would hope that their 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 plan to put Flash as the first thing out is, like, supposed to be, like, some, uh, you know, do uh, Deus Ex, Ex Machina or whatever, like, where, yeah, like, just, it's, just like, a bullet in the head. we're going to... Basically, you're just gonna remove, like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna acknowledge that was a whole other fucking timeline, and we're just moving forward with our own vision for the yeah. DCU. You know, well, what I mean, I mean like, it's the equivalent of uh, dead. Did you see Halloween ends? Oh fuck no, I sure okay. did. Well, <laughs> the only reason I brought it up was just that they wanted to make clear to the audience, no, he's dead this time. Yeah. So they like mm-hmm. crucified him on a truck. Drove him to the meat packing plant and fed him to the meat packer. Oh boy, I can't wait for like five years from now when stock prices start dropping I a know. bit. So guess what, baby? Michael Myers is back. <laughs> I know. The great demon god Corn revived his soul in a spirit Halloween when a kid put on a fucking William Shatner mask. I mean, but again, speaking of Flashpoint, like Flashpoint's goal was to wipe the slate clean for DC to. But yeah, but they just did, but they kept a whole bunch of shit from DC. So. Just fucking imagine if the movie started and we're just seeing the flash from behind, like do like kind of like Barry Allen going about his day, and then camera spins around, not Ezra Miller, just some random fucking dude. And they do flat and then they like start going through flashpoint stuff, and then like halfway through, it's just like, surprise, I've been surprised, I've been that guy the entire time. Just when I rewrote reality, my face changed. Just no, do like Grant bad Gustin TV writing. Appears behind him, turns away from him, and does the peace sign. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're going to be going in there and weedening it, cut cutting it up or something. You know what I mean? Like something along that lines, where it's going to be maybe different than maybe what it was prior to, right? But oh, like, God. And, fucking. And, Sorry, finish. Oh, I was going to say, but in in that sense, like, I think they've already filmed it, right? Like, they've spent the money already to do this film, have uh, they not? Yeah. They, yeah. So they spent, yeah. They spent so, multiple monies. I mean, they like, spent multiple they, monies on Batgirl, too. And isn't What's-His-Name-Is-Batman still in the Affleck? Is it, or isn't he, like, making Yeah, he's, he's supposedly still in it. Right. It huh. would be hilarious. They would never do it. Ever. They're fucking pussies and potentially better at business than I am. I say with my having earned $50 over the course of 13 years. But imagine Flash comes out. The movie starts, do Flashpoint, and then all of a sudden it just turns into the background movie for the rest of it. Wait, hold up. You made $50 off a podcast? <laughs> we'll get back up a second here. Uh, technically, YouTube. Where's our cut? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, you made more than I you have ever doing this. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking. No, I know you're right. Yeah. For the number of contributors Dead Man has on this site, he'd have to split it like seven ways. I think. Yeah, seven. <laughs> Retro, retroactively, he'd get, he'd have to get paid back people that are on the site anymore. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry, but Nico wants his seven bucks. <laughs> yeah. It has been oh, stated God. on multiple things that the initial, uh, once the 
any money earned goes towards site upkeep and maintenance, and then as soon as that is and as soon as that is done, about sixty bucks a month, then I begin paying everyone else. Oh, I understand. Believe me, <laughs> yeah. I, listen. I bought myself all kinds of uh, stuff in terms of equipment that I've like don't even like. You know what I mean? I'm not seeing anything for podcasting. Yeah, no. Dude. <laughs> Just it's for the love of the game, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck, like, when we see each other, we're going to have to resist the urge to podcast, because I think we're not set up to podcast in person, I don't think, so. I got to set up. Yeah, that's what we do, baby. <laughs> we head over to Nico's apartment, and then Battle of the Bangers. <laughs> Battle of the Bangers, watch out. <laughs> Just whatever fucking mainstream hip-hop shit Nico's into, and then my weird Norwegian death metal. <laughs> it's like, all right, that sick, next like up, right, next up on the shuffle is going to be Brand of Sacrifice. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Random sacrifices in Norwegian. They're Canadian. Yeah. So let's. We didn't actually list the yes. So DC. after those four things, which I also like, you go off on a different tangent. Yo, that Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer sucked balls. With, I mean, both. I mean, both of them sucked. <laughs> it's, it's like they've released two trailers, and they were both like. I haven't seen it. Okay. It's 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 I'm full Saitama face whenever I look at that trailer. Okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the new one. People have been complaining about the visuals or whatever. It's a fucking trailer. They're not done yet. My thing is the fact that they did some weird like epic tech remix of "Started from the Bottom" by Drake. Oh, did they? <laughs> yes. And what's especially the song fucking I weird already anyway. And what's especially fucking weird? They cut it poorly because. It's like started from the bottom now here, started from the bottom now the whole team here and word. Uh, oh. That's the song. Okay. They cut it so that it's so that it sounds like started from the bottom now the whole team hit. Yeah, so they put the censored version in the uh like in the actual trailer is what you're saying is, or I guess well, that yeah, they should they, they could they should have because I'm assuming the censored version doesn't awkwardly cut out in the middle of the word here. Yeah, 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 that's that's weird. <laughs> and they do it yeah. four times with that same thing. It's the same cadence, mm. same everything, because it's, it's literally just the same sample. I'll have to check it out because and I they, didn't know where you were going with that at first. But yeah, because I, I know the song. But they yeah, cut it so poorly yeah. on top of that song just being fucking garbage. <laughs> like I've I've never gotten the hype around Drake. I do not like him. I do not think of him as a rapper at all. The idea of him being a rapper is kind of laughable. Okay. Like singer, whatever. Agree, but my only, <laughs> my, yeah, I know. My my only. Whenever I hear Drake rapping or hear about Drake rapping, I just think of that fucking song he did for what was it, LeBron? Oh, the one with little forever. That yeah, one? forever. That that that's what it was. Yeah. Where he's like, last name F, first name Grady. Yeah, I know yeah. G four pilots on a first name basis, and I'm like, wow, that is the most ABC bullshit flaw I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's Hi, my name favorite. is Drake, and I'm here to say, mm. like, fuck, man. Yeah, how you do, fellow kids? Not even how you do, fellow kids, because he was young when he made that. He was, yeah. That, yeah, that's when he got. Oh, uh, so more like um. I was commenting about a show from my childhood that I'd never watched to Caveman yesterday did called uh, Jake Long, American Dragon. Ah, yeah, American Dragon, Jake Long. That show was awesome. Does it get less annoying? Uh, apparently he's good at it. 
But I just haven't given him the time of day because I heard that and I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Because hearing Zuko faux rap his way through a show is more than a little distracting. A little bit. <laughs> but no, I I know I'm in the minority here. I know that that I know that that's like my music hot take that I'm gonna get fucking blasted <laughs> on. Should anyone listen to this? In no, years. not at all. Not I mean, at I don't all. really I don't... like Drake either. I don't. I've listened to several Drake songs, not, not including the really awful ones that everyone hates, and I'm just like. Okay. <laughs> the fact that that man thought he could go fucking toe to toe trying to diss track push a T. Well, he he did get destroyed in that bout. Yeah, Absolutely, because sure. <laughs> he never even stepped into the ring. He, like, I'm, like, put, uh, like push a fan, T came out with just like, yeah. "Hey, what's up? Fuck you! <laughs> fuck, fuck your entire goddamn camp! Get in here and fight me!" And then Drake doesn't even step into the ring, goes around and starts yelling at Kanye. This is before Kanye uh, went insane. Pusha, Pusha got a little bit dirty. I know this isn't a hip hop podcast, but, but Pusha got a little disrespectful when he basically Pusha said, you're, obliterated you're, you're, him. Your 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 best friend and and producer is dying of a disease. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, like, but, that's pretty yeah, much what he said. Yeah, it was like, like your like, dad ran like, out on you, so that's the reason why you have a. That's the reason why you abandoned your son with a porn star in France. Yeah, so he he got pretty dirty with. Anyway, so no, there no was there something else you hated about that Shazam trailer? Nope, that was it. Okay. Yeah, the movie looks, hey, it looks like a Shazam movie. I'll never say no to more Shazam. I still fucking love Shazam to the point that I still call him Captain Marvel. Like the first film. First film was good. It is, it, it's probably one of the high points, particularly since the uh, the next movie. Fuck, what was the next DCEU movie after Shazam? Aquaman? Was that the same? I thought that was the year before that. Be Harley. <sighs> Yeah, I think. It was oh, the, birds the, of oh the birds of prey crap. That was next. Oh man, I think so. I might be wrong. I think so. Uh, I am double checking. Oh, tight. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, right, right. This new DC universe is also named and credited different than the other one because the other one was the DC Extended Universe. No, that's why I said DCEU. Okay, yeah, Aquaman was before. Yeah, you're right. Next was Birds of Prey. Yeah. Then Wonder Woman 84. Oh, oh that's a that's a <laughs> talk about a movie that's so bad I I have to defend Birds of Prey, which I don't enjoy doing. Yeah, Birds of Prey. That's something in there. Yeah, I think the one I tr- the, I think the one that the next film that I truly liked from them after Shazam was this new Suicide Squad movie that we talked about the James Gunn one. I yeah. think that was probably the one that I liked the most mm-hmm. after that. Um, and then yeah, I mean if we're counting, I guess the new Batman stuff that was good too. I thought, but yeah. yeah. So but anyways, anyway, yeah. it was mid. After all that, James Gunn talked about how the plan is going forward to. Connect and uh, like properly connect uh, TV, movies, and gaming, mm-hmm. both animated and live action for the TVs and movies, having the same actor play the character across multiple projects as well as multiple like mediums. Mm-hmm. And then went on to uh, describe the initial 10 titles that are going to be showing up as part of Gods and Monsters. Uh, first one they mentioned Creature Commandos. Which that came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it sure did, but I'm a fan. Yeah, I honestly, like characters. I had never heard of that until I saw the trailer, so Nico had to explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I mostly the my reference of them is the New Fifty Two Frankenstein Agent of Shade, which Jeff Lemire, very early Jeff Lemire, wrote at that time, and yeah. uh, and I was a big fan of that book. I thought that was like a standout uh, in terms of the New Fifty Two releases, just because it was so different. It had Frankenstein running a basically like a Shield esque team, and a lot of those characters in, that are part of the team are from that, like basically the Creature Commandos. Um, uh, which is an old DC throwback book of uh, I think it was in Weird War Tales or something like that, right? Yep. So Weird like, War that's Tales in the really 80s, cool. uh, created by yeah. J.M. Demodius and Pat Broderick. Yeah, so I'm 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 you know the fact that they're doing this animated and everything I'm I, this could this has the potential of being good. I feel like I mean at least I'll I'll check it out. I like yeah. these guys. Next up, uh, Waller, Amanda Waller series starring Viola Davis. Okay. Viola Davis is a very good actor, and I think given the opportunity to be with a decent director and writer, she could play a very good Amanda Waller. Absolutely. And she's got the look down. Like when she showed up in the films, uh, I thought I'm like, OK, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. like also the I want her to be. Bo- this is the one kind of the few big complaints I had about James Gunn's Suicide Squad is that. She was not painted as being particularly effective. No, that was the biggest issue with her. I, it, I, I heard with this announcement too that this was basically like his answer and spinoff too, like the Peacemaker series he already did, which I believe is also supposed to be coming back, and he's supposed to be directing and writing that. At least they, he had talked about this that previous to yeah. Uh, this, this announcement. This is right? a this so. is a peace, this is a Peacemaker spinoff with her effectively getting some of the old team who made it over to Peacemaker back together to make the, to like go do off, yeah. off and do stuff. Oh, I'm in, yeah. I'm in on this too. It's going to yeah, be in between I, I like uh, the this. first and second seasons of Peacemaker and something that might uh, interest you, Bertie. Uh, so the show's going to be overseen uh, by Crystal Henry, who wrote the TV version of Watchmen and Jeremy Carver, the guy who made the Doom Patrol show. Okay. Well, that is certainly a very good um, yeah. collection of talent to work yeah. on a, a show. I just, I really hope they're going to do something other than just an Amanda Waller show. Because if you tell me those two people and they're just doing like Amanda Waller doing stuff, that almost feels like a waste of high, that much talent. But well, we'll see. It could, it, it could, could be good. It could that, be good. Those yeah. those two names do give me hope. I, yeah. I will agree, but it's just... And Viola yeah. Davis is firmly in second place in my people to play Amanda Waller. I, who's first? CCH Pounder. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I the think, right answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, th- this is the one that... What, the, one of the only announcements here that didn't like really surprise me in the sense that I'm like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. And like you said, it has a good team behind it. So yeah, they, it, it, I'm, I'm not surprised they're going that direction with... Uh, with her with this it yeah. makes sense yeah so next up what gun and uh i believe peter saffron is the guy's name uh what they consider to be the true kickoff to the new dcu superman legacy uh guns currently writing it no talks about who's gonna be directing it or starring in it but they do have a locked release date of july 11th 2025 yeah and this is where i wanted to pose the query mm. uh a lot of people have been making a lot of hay over the picture choice Gunn used while selling this. Yeah. For those who haven't seen the announcement, uh, when he was talking about this, he showed a cover, like one of the cover images from All-Star Superman. 
which if you know Superman stories, you know that's kind of a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think it means anything. I think it's just they wanted a evocative cover image and they went with, right. you know, one of the ones from the most well-received Superman series of all time. A- absolutely. That's kind of what that was one of the gateway uh, stories I read that people suggested to me because I wasn't a big fan of Superman. And uh, at the time, like in terms of like hadn't read that many gr- uh, good Superman comics. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a doozy. That one's a great story. But they, I don't think it's representative of this, though, because of the fact that, um, like you said, like that and, and, and like I think he said that they were supposed to be going with a younger direction over uh, Cavill. Right. And also the fact that in that is in All Star Superman, he's dying in the story. Right. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if they're going to go that route with it. Imagine but. if they did. Imagine the fucking balls come out with oh. the first Superman movie for their new thing. Uh, and the entire story is, hey, Superman's going to fucking die. Maybe. I mean, that would <laughs> that'd be super fucking interesting. But I don't know if that's what they're going for. Well, um, it, just, isn't you know, it, who knows? Well, so spoilers for All-Star Superman, I guess. But isn't it Survives. in the end yeah. of that? Yeah, it just Survives. goes like, yeah, you're not dying. Like, that's yeah. the thing. The entire thing is like this idea of, like, the entire thing's a metaphor for the DCU. Just, oh, maybe, yeah, this thing's fucking maybe. dead. People have been falling in and out of it. All the actors are gone. It's fucked. So we're going to, like, not, we're going to, like, accept our death and go into the night. Oh, whoops. Surprise, motherfuckers. We're fine. Right. Not only that, because they were, they, that was the story, they were able to basically showcase all, like, the interesting things about Superman throughout the 12 ish because, like, he was kind of touching base with a lot of people in his life and, and, and doing a bunch of shit before he died. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, it's almost like a bucket list sort of, like, type of approach. So, like, it, it is, it could, that could be an interesting story to be told, but would they do that in one film? I don't think so. I have so. no I fucking, know. Also, no fucking idea. It's a really bad. Like, if that's the start of the DCU, right. Right. why would you... St- that's like starting Snyderverse with the death of Superman. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. No. Why not? I don't know. Fuck it. I don't see Gunn as the... I mean, I like everything Gunn has done in terms of the, even the Marvel and DC output, honestly. Like, I really enjoyed everything. But, like, it, to, like I don't see him as person writing the Superman film. So that was kind of interesting to hear that. Like, Imagine if he I, writes I Superman Legacy like he was writing Super, the Rain Wilson movie. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't Did know. Did you have to film with Dread today, Dad? <laughs> He's not going to. He's very much chilled out since those days. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but just imagine, like, he just, like, Superman Legacy, he just falls back into his trauma mindset. <laughs> just yeah, Lloyd Kaufman shows up for no reason. Which, actually, he probably will. He does that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because he's buddies with Lloyd, so Lloyd's going to show up on set one day, just hand Superman a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, the Bruce Campbell approach. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, after that, though, next up, lanterns described as true detectives, but Green Lantern, uh, featuring Hal Jordan and John Stewart. I'd like to see them get this right, but I'm doubtful about this one because like um, space cop, space cop murder thing. Like everyone has tried to pitch that Green Lantern approach. I feel like, and it's never really. Yeah, like, like do we really need the dark and edgy take on the Green Lantern? Because <laughs> that's what you when you say yeah. true detective in space, that's what you're getting. Well, so that's the thing. Yeah, it's not in space. It's set on Earth. It's going to be terrestrial but, lanterns. Doubtful. Yeah, but but if you're doing if you're doing lantern stuff and you don't do space stuff, then you're doing even worse than the Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> uh, fair enough, but 
I don't know. Space is the least interesting part about the Green Lantern Corps to me. Like, I, I know, I, I know, I know, like, they're doing, like, the whole, th- like, I'm not a big Green Lantern fan in the first place. Yeah, no, like, neither am I. Space Cop, not exactly a thing I am super jazzed about. Like, I didn't even know that was part of, I didn't even know that was part of, like, the Green Lantern thing for a while, because I was introduced to Green Lantern through the Justice League cartoon. And that, mm-hmm. Space yeah, Cop, the, Space the, Cop was a very much a backseat thing for the Green Lantern story in that. Well, yeah, but also the, the Lantern Corps were barely in it. <laughs> Yeah. The pro the problem is I find like so many fucking writers I've I've heard I felt like I've heard that we're gonna like do Green Lantern they always come at it with like oh I'm we're gonna do the space cop approach which on pay- like that sounds great but then when you get into it like you have to deal with so many like you know like actual space related shit that it doesn't seem like grounded in this like you you in like the cop aspect of it now if it is yeah. Green Lanterns on Earth then it's gonna be too grounded you know what I mean like so it's a really hard like I don't I I'm very doubtful of this if they're going to be able to pull that off. Yeah, because if you do if you do Green Lantern space cops in space, then you have to explain the rules and jurisdiction of the Green Lantern Corps, which to me still makes no fucking sense, having read Green Lantern comics for 15, 20 years. If you do it just on Earth, it's simpler, but then you have to uh, have the question of, like, the FBI showing up, seeing these two guys in greens, like, what jurisdiction do you guys have? Eh, when if... That's. I feel like that's getting into the weeds of like, like, like the majority of superhero things don't work because a cop shows up and goes, "What are you doing at this close crime scene? Leave." Well, I I wasn't even talking that. I was just like, "Are they going to just be completely isolated from human cops if they're doing cop stuff on Earth, or are they going to be dealing with the Lantern Corps on Earth only and ignore all human cops?" It just it, it raises a lot of questions. I I'm yes. hoping that they answer. Yeah, but. I weirdly enough, I did not know John Stewart's like origin, and I just read oh, like a I, yeah, I didn't. Like I said, oh, I'm not a big yeah. Green Lantern guy, so I haven't gone back and looked at the history of Green Lantern. I'm pretty sure the only Green Lantern book I've spent money on has been Blackest Night. But yeah, I, yeah, out of the, everything you've announced so far, I'm more de- most doubtful about this this announcement. I'm like, eh. yeah, like so. I'm wondering, is this series going to be? veteran lantern hal jordan working with new lantern john stewart and they don't get along well i guess that's better than the last thing um that the two of them were in together was in where uh how uh hal jordan had killed the entire lantern corps and john stewart was the only one who could stop him yeah wait how how jordan going crazy and killing the lantern corps what is it a tuesday <laughs> yeah um I also know that uh, John Stewart he um, he also messed up years ago in Cosmic Odyssey for DC. He ended up killing a whole planet by accident. So that that was something he had on his head for a while too. In in the comics, um, I remember that was a a story told years ago that they reference still sometimes to this day. Right, but I'm still waiting on my Simon Baz. Where the fuck's your oh. boy? <laughs> I really like Jessica. I thought her thing about like she was really yeah. good. I thought if that Lanterns was a good is a success and they go the true detective route, is it just going to be every season is focusing on a different pair of lanterns? Hmm. Well, then Probably. I feel bad for. Oh God, that means Kyle Rayner, Kyle Rayner, and Guy Gardner. <laughs> I actually kind of want to see that now. <laughs> yeah, and then Simon Baz and Jessica, whatever her last name is, I always forget. 
because they were they, they were uh they were partners those two. Yeah. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh man, Guy and Kyle though. <laughs> they get to season four and it's fucking the squirrel and the blue lantern guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's Toma Ray and fucking Kilowog. <laughs> but they're in Jersey. Somebody else. Sinestro and some other guy. And the <laughs> Alan Scott. Yeah. There we go. We bring in Alan Scott. Bring Alan Scott back. Yeah. Everyone else is worried about the color wood. Some dude runs up with a some dude runs it with a baseball bat and Alan Scott just just crumples. <laughs> I still can't believe All that's right. his fucking like weakness. I don't yeah. understand. But okay. So it's, next. A, it's about as bad as super it's about as bad as Power Girl's original one. Anyway. Yeah. Next, the authority. Oh, yeah, for those who don't know who the authority is, I'll let Nico explain in a second, but what I know about the authority is made by Warren Ellis. Uh one of the one of like I think it was it like one of the first like mainstream comic Off-star. things to have like a just fully gay married couple as the fucking main characters. I mean as Possibly. far as yeah, as far as I can remember, certainly one of the more prominent ones. It was, yeah. it was much. It was very progressive for its time when it came out. I think, which is like mid nineties, I guess, for, for superhero comics. So yeah, yeah and then was... also uh, one of the named books as being the inspiration and reason for Joe Kelly writing "What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, The American Way," the book about Superman fighting the current dark, edgy, fucking any means necessary style of superhero teams. Mm. Just. I do not know. Gunn fucking loves these guys, apparently. I, I'm a big fan of the original 12-issue run that Warren Ellis did, and and I do like a lot of the characters that he created uh, like as part of that team. And it, it, it has carried on to other successful, like um, I think, runs and, and people's take on these characters as well. And it was yeah. a big deal for Wildstorm at the time. So like, I'm a fan of, it, of, the, of the comic, but it has been some time since even I've read it, so I don't know... I don't know how it would hold up in today's time, but like, you know, it, it, they are definitely like, like they said in this, it, I think Gunn even said it in this, uh, in this announcement about how they're like, kind of like they, they'll do anything to get it done type team or something yeah. along those lines. Right. Yeah. And that is basically, they are rule breakers in, in that sense. They're not your regular, they're not as clean, squeaky clean as the justice league. Let's These say. aren't your dad's that, superheroes. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what is- they are. Like aside from just like the nature of the book, it's weird to me that that's where they that's the first superhero team book he wants to story he wants to do in the DCU. Well, Creature Commandos. Uh, yeah, but that's like a side thing. Like, it, to... yeah, it is. It is weird that the first like, hey, big, hey, here we go. It's gonna be we're gonna be doing a big team movie. Small fucking authority. I honestly think because of the success of the boys, not to say that it's going to be the exact same in tone, that that's why they want to go forward with this. Because I think they, they've now seen that you can put out a more like R-rated or maybe a more hardcore type superhero team. Uh, but Although that one's a little different in the sense that they're the bad fucking guys in the show, right? But I just mean like something more maybe along those lines because, yeah, I, I'm surprised that they're going with the authority as well. But I'm Flash interested back to uh, me and Dead in July 2022 saying we're kind of getting sick of the boys <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah anyway uh from there paradise lost it's game uh, of thrones with the amazonians yeah i don't know which i hope that's just like a, a maybe poorly chosen um 
tagline like, yeah. like a, a well-known a well-known fantasy thing to, yeah it's it's uh, the five second elevator pitch for an executive mm-hmm. just hey we hey we got you for like two sentences okay what about this very popular thing with this other thing that people like because there's already a tendency in dc comics um to what is uh all the amazons suck except diana that's uh, that's why i hope that if they're doing this thing i don't want it to become of um uh like which character of the week is gonna show up in the you know what i mean in this in this episode type deal type thing right like i really i I, I want them just solely to make the other amazonians in this and in this take on it actually interesting other like you said other than diana like actually you know, go for it, right? Because yeah, like, because Diana's not in it. That they specifically said Diana's not going to be in this. Well, so. no word right. has been given on whether or not yeah. Diana will be in it, but as of yet, there has been no announcement that she is or isn't in it. Okay. Oh. But yeah, because that's that's what I fear is it's just going to be like who everybody just showing up on the show to make it interesting in some sense, and then being the other characters not being you know just being background characters. Yeah, my, yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's effectively going to be. It's actually going to be the show about Artemis and whoever is standing closest to Artemis. <laughs> right. Well, it's Hippolyta. Okay, yeah. Ar- Artemis Mother, and Hippolyta, yeah. and then whoever is around their orbit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Had... The only thing I could think of that like had other Amazonians be characters who weren't those three, and it was only like two other people, was the fucking like, 2009 animated Wonder Woman movie. Okay. Because yeah. it had because it had like there were like aside from Hippolyta, Artemis, and Diana, there were like four other named Amazonians. Yeah, because isn't was not didn't they she go through the trials in that one of to become Wonder Woman? Yeah, once the trials became Wonder Woman, yeah. and then one of the Amazonians betrayed them all to release Ares from his prison on on Themyscira. See, Lawless was the voice or whatever. I think, I think so. Yeah. One. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed that movie. I haven't watched it in a while. That was one yeah. of the earliest DC animated uh, no, films. Still one of the did. best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out Absolutely. right after um, uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. Mm. Oh. Well, speaking of Batman, the next thing is The Brave and the Bold. Uh, adapting Grant Morrison's run on Batman and Robin, uh, specifically with the relationship uh, being Bruce Wayne trying to keep Damian Wayne from like going crazy and killing people. As Robin. My big... My biggest surprise uh, about him mentioning this was him saying that Damien was his favorite Robin. I was that very was surprised about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway from this. James Gunn's like my favorite Robin, Damien. I was like, oh come on, <laughs> like, like, like Damien. Damien, even though you said you dead, you said he's mellowed out. I think. I think um, there's still the, there's still some of that in there, but. <laughs> It's largely been tamped out, but some embers still burn. And again, it's good that they're basing it on the Morrison stuff. At least that's what he said. But like, you know, still, like, I, I get they got to get Damien off the ground in, in terms of like he's like one of the more modern, like I guess, p- p- uh, Robins that's you know in the comics currently. But like, you know, still, it's kind of surprising that that they're they're again. I'm I think I feel that they're going this direction with Batman as well, like introducing him as the new main Robin, right? But, yeah. Uh, they yeah. Al- they also said this will be launching the Bat family into the movie universe. 
Okay. Yeah, that makes. Oh, so they're just they're also I guess going to show up in this then. Like it's just going to be Damien's just the newest one. Like yeah, I guess. D- Damien is the Robin, but there have been other Robins. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's yeah. I, I'd rather that. Like I get you got to do it eventually. Like he is he's stuck around all these years since Morris and stuff. And if yeah, you're like, focusing on his run, then okay. yeah, like and I I guess like I mean I guess you could do a Batman and Damian Wayne Robin movie without mentioning Talia. I don't know why you would, but yeah, that's Talia's kind of important. Yeah. Particularly if they go with the version from the comics where she like date raped him to get Damien. <laughs> yeah. I tricked you, detective. <laughs> Surprise, detective. I got your sperm. <laughs> then just, just like shoots a line to a helicopter and flies away. <laughs> just cackling. Yeah. She's like, oh, damn. I wait to see that on this on the big screen. <laughs> I can't wait to see who the Alfred is. Yeah. That's, they that's do make good Alfred are, as choices. long as they're not going the they, as long as they don't keep going the direction they've been going with Alfred recently, where he's like a buff, super awesome spy. Because I'm kind of getting sick of that. Yeah, I've never enjoyed the like. I've never enjoyed Alfred as badass. equivalent to Batman. Yeah, badass in his own right, but in different ways. Alfred's not just British Batman. Yeah, Alfred is a pretty good fighter, and he has a shotgun. Yeah. Or he, because he's British, you can sometimes go more foppish with him, like the macaroon. Yeah, the macaroni. <laughs> just listen, Michael. Fuck Michael Caine. Michael Caine's even older now, and they just bring him back. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I'd be good with that. Just, Michael Caine. <laughs> just do, just do the fucking like Batman Robin thing of just have Alfred being on an oxygen tank the entire fucking movie. Jeez, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, just like bring back. Basically, elderly Alfred. Because another another trend that's been happening is he's been getting like younger and younger. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Michael Cade, he's old. <laughs> yeah, there are back. other old actors. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> there are younger, older actors. <laughs> like, let's get someone who can walk up a flight of stairs without needing a stunt double. Uh, he's got to be carrying things. You can't you can't have a body double doing that the entire time. <laughs> Unless they just go like full naked gun and just have like Leslie Nielsen's head, but then just they they cut down to the body to just some like fucking twenty eight year old. <laughs> yeah, I don't Patrick know. Patrick Stewart deep faked onto some fucking Abercrombie model. So yeah, it's just a matter of like since this is since this, this based on that description, it sounds like they're not. This is not a start to Batman thing. They Absolutely can't not. Be. Yeah, so like, it's all about what they choose to tell and how. At this goddamned point. If they came into this shit and we're going, hey, what's up? We're doing Batman and Dick Grayson. And then we're going to go through the entire line of Robins. I'd be like, motherfucker, it is 2023. Yeah. Right. Well, you see, what I thought you were going to say and what I was afraid of is that they were going to say, oh, no, we need to see Batman's origin again. It's like, yeah, God. Even, even Marvel getting Spider-Man is like, let's not do the Spider-Man origin again. Can we yeah. just like not do it again? I wonder who they'll cast as the Pearls. <laughs> like fuck man yeah yeah so alright anyway I can't wait I can't wait for this Batman to meet the uh, Michael Bay Ninja Turtles and take Raphael to Crime Alley <laughs> I hope Damian Wayne stabs Nightwing <laughs> <laughs> I hope he just trips him and then he breaks his neck on a rock 
This is good. haunted by Dick's ghost. Yeah. I mean, they said they're going to be tying in the video games. <laughs> well, that's why they don't have Wonder Woman. They haven't made her evil yet. Anyway. Uh, next up, a thing I am actually really looking forward to. Uh, the Booster Gold Show. I like Booster. Booster's yeah, fucking I, great. I can hope for this. This seems like the kind of thing that Gun does. So yeah, this, this feels is, more Booster Gold is so fucking up Gun's alley. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gun's alley located next to Crime Alley. And I yeah. like how yeah, I like how he, he he literally said he's like, Yeah, this is a loser that came back from the yeah. future. I was just like, Yes. <laughs> yeah, he described Booster Gold. Yeah, he described Booster Gold as imposter syndrome in superhero form. He, he gets it. No, he gets that character. Yeah. I mean, essentially, it is. And then he's like, constantly yeah. just trying and to. I really hope him. this is like, going to sound better. weird. Like, I'm trying to be racist. I'm not. I really hope they keep him a white blonde guy since apparently all pop culture now is like, oh, a white blonde guy. We have to make it impossibly dumb then. Yeah, kind of. Like, it, yeah. if this is the role they switch out the race for, that says something else very bad about their intentions. <laughs> yeah. All right, he's a football star and he's a fucking dipshit. Let's go. Yeah, it's at it's at that point. It's at the level of that last Resident Evil movie you and I watched, where they had to explain the origin story for um, yeah. Wesker's shades. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they had to give, well, they, they give his glasses a backstory. They already went that route with the Flash Thompson and the new Spider-Man movies, right? Like where they made him kind of much different than like what he was like in yeah, the comics. They, so. Yeah, I that that was. It's a weird choice that I don't know if they're ever going to get to Agent Venom and how that will play. Right. Because yeah, I thought I, that was, the, but again, like I didn't, I don't mind like they could have casted that kid. But yeah, like, like, I, I, also, I also don't mind the change different. because the overall change they made, he fits the narrative better. Because hmm. imagine of a modernized version yeah, of ima- the bully, Imagine like, right? Yeah, but imagine like they're at like fucking like, they're at like, Midtown Tech, like the fucking super genius high school, and there's just one football player. Right. I know that's it's the more modernized bully kind of approach yeah. too. I think in this one. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, I still think like classic booster gold of dumb white blonde guy looks like a superhero, but is kind of incompetent. Like gun was saying works better. It, it, it certainly looked better than what they did with Velma. <laughs> We're, we, we are never talking about Velma. Yeah. yeah no, I'm good. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad but, yeah. I mentioned it. And Speaking I, of James uh, Gunn, go watch the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. They're not good, but they're better than that shit. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for um for, for this show for sure. Absolutely, I, I I like him. I'm wondering with because one of the things they're gonna come out with like Blue Beetle, yeah. that suggests a lineage, like the character suggests a lineage. So mm-hmm. do you think? So do you think Ted Cord will be showing up in this show? I would like it. I'm not they sure. Go- if it- Going Jaime Reyes or no booster gold? Well, sorry, no, I mean, mean, they're going to do a blue beetle show soon. In the blue beetle, they're doing Jaime Reyes. I thought so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jolo Maraduena, the main kid from Cobra Kai, is going to be playing Jaime, but it would also, but having Ted Cord in it would fit with what like a lot of comic book movies like to do, which is to like show the generational gap. Yeah, Ted Cord is playing an older type of super, not necessarily like physically older but like more old-fashioned type of superhero yeah like the classic silver age versus 
right? I wouldn't be surprised if they also put um, Rip Time Hunter in it, like he did in the um, uh, like John's introduced him in the Booster Gold, yeah. Booster Gold series. Like that wouldn't surprise me if he was part of it as well. Do you think they bring back the Rip Hunter actor from Legends of Tomorrow? I haven't seen that, but I remember I heard that he was on there, so that's pretty cool. Like that'd be neat if they did something like that. But yeah, uh, you know, just this, you know, they've made other transitions. I mean, I would love to see Buddy show up as Constantine in one of these things, right? Yeah. Like in terms of like the TV to the film, because I know there was a lot of interest in in him to continue that uh, in another form, right? Yeah. So, like, and he, yeah. as part of this, there is a very good place he could show up, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next Thank up, uh, Supergirl, <laughs> Woman of Tomorrow is the new. It's a sci-fi film uh, based on the Superman Woman of, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow run from Tom King and Bill Quist Evely. Uh, you know, Tom King, Nico, have Birdie's, you read favorite this? Act, Birdie, Birdie's favorite writer. <laughs> Nico, have you read this? I haven't read this one. I have. Yeah. It's basically, um, what do you call it? Um, what the hell is that uh, Western movie uh, with him and the little kid? Um, uh, True Grit. Thank you. It's basically true, true grit, but with Supergirl. That's what Tom King. That was his elevator pitch for it. If you read it, it is essentially that. It's him and a little girl making their way through space. Essentially, that's what the series is, and I'm sure that's the, what they're going for in the, uh, in, in, in the, the whatever this uh, the, is. It a show? Sorry, or is this a movie? Uh, this is a film. Yeah. yeah, it's a film. And okay, to be yeah. fair, like based on that pitch, it doesn't actually sound like the worst idea because uh, the thing a lot of. Um, people get upset about when trying to adapt Superman or the Kryptonians is like that they're so powerful you can't do anything with them. But if you stick them in space where everything's more powerful, then maybe you don't have that problem. Yeah, not only that, she loses her power in the series at one point. Like they well, do. Yeah, I guess if she's in a if she's in a solar system without a yellow right. sun, then yeah. So she's more human in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I didn't mind the series, but it was like you know, again, if it depends how far <laughs> what your mileage is for Tom King, right? Like, yeah, it's, I, I, like I was going to say how Tom not King everything is Tom King has done is bad. Yeah, I would argue it's somewhere in the middle of very Tom King and not so Tom King. Like, I would say that it's it's not as Tom Kingy as some of the other yeah. things we've read where like like because he was clearly trying to do a thing in this one. But it's it's very overridden, yeah. I would say, in a Tom King way. Well, that, that's Tom okay. King. Yeah. Uh, right. But, uh, I mean, Small in concept, though. Last... Good concept. Yeah. Good concept. Yeah. I mean, a lot of his books have good concepts. Small, one of these, small one of these days. We'll... Side... Yeah. yeah, one of these days. We'll... Small side story I want to say first. Oh, Dad. Sorry, go ahead. Um, uh, just that I'm not used to Cave randomly bringing up stuff about comics that I've brought up to him, but I've forgotten about. But just randomly as we were talking, he's like, man, I want a movie where Superman's pissy that Batman didn't tell him he's getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Cave knows about a comic story printed after 1978? Yeah, and I think it's only because I showed it to him, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought he would find it funny, that specific premise. Man, I, I am still fucking angry about that. But that entire thing, because like, the lead up to it, up until like it got started getting weird, was fucking good. It was interesting and new and fucking nice seeing Batman in a relationship that wasn't familial or strained. Right. And the fucking Superman issue where the two of them where the two of them went on like a double date. That was fantastic. I loved that fucking issue. Uh, was that in Batman his Batman or was that in yeah, Colossus Superman? It was in Batman. 
Okay, because I couldn't remember because Tomas. Because that was yeah, that was that was the one that started with Superman being pissy. He's like, he doesn't have to call me to tell me he's getting married, but you know, like we've known each other for a well, while, so you say pissy. <laughs> this is the double date one where they go to the the fair, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it was a yeah. double date one, and it started with both of them it's discussing, yeah, discussing why the you other is better. Me, you, you didn't tell your best, yeah, but then. Before that, they both have their significant others arguing with them about the situations. Like, yeah. it's like you didn't tell your bro. Your bro didn't tell you. Like, yeah, and yeah. Then, and they just go like, and they're just like, I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, it's it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't hurt. Like, he's kind of like this, but it would have been nice, you know. And they both <laughs> surprise each other by sneaking into their own building through different ways. Yeah, no, so, I, I did like the bromance aspect about that yeah, of those just, characters for sure. Yeah, just, you didn't use sure. the front door. How did I not see you? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then just like low, and then Lois just being like, "Hey, you must be Catwoman. Good to meet you." Hmm. Just, I, I fucking love Lois in that. Just so unfazed by all of it. Just who gives a fuck? I love it when Lois is just like used to it. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, uh, last thing, I would, I would not. But yeah, but just I would not be opposed if we have to to talk about that Tom King Supergirl book just to get a sense of where it's at. Oh, yeah, but yeah. And then last thing, uh, the entrance, the potential entrance point for fucking Constantine, uh, a Swamp Thing movie. Yes, this, this is the one I most want to be good. <laughs> yeah, fucking rest in peace that show. Right. Hopefully, this one gets treated better. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of interest, though, with this character. They clearly want to do right by it. I feel like they've done a lot of different iterations and, uh, of, of him, right? Over yeah, but like, the that's year, the weird thing. The show was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, its biggest problem was it ran out of money and... No one else cared. Halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the problem yeah. was nobody in charge of it gave a fuck about it except for the people making it. Because, like, a lot of effort went into making that shit. Yeah, it even ended on a, god damn you, this is what we could have gotten note with the Floronic Man, of all things. Yeah, they got a good, like, an actually good performance out of the fucking Sharknado guy. Oh, is he the one playing Blue Devil? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah Ian Ziering, totally agree. star of at least six Sharknado movies. I didn't know that. <laughs> But yeah, uh, he also meant, uh, so Gunn also mentioned, just kind of wrapping that up, that we can still get stuff like Matt Reeves' The Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker. But why would you want another Joker? But I'm Tish. Uh, saying that those will be falling under the umbrella title of Elseworlds. Essentially just leaving the door open to, hey, we will have this ongoing storyline connected through every major theme, whatever. And then, if anybody at all comes up with an interesting idea, fuck it, make an Elseworlds. Which is cool, but raises a question for me. Yes. Why then is the authority not Elseworlds? Uh, because at that point, uh, well, I guess I guess at this point, uh, they've been folded into the DC Universe so much that no one knows what Wildstorm is anymore. Right. I, I do. The only good thing that could come from that is I maybe get Gen 13, but I doubt it. If fucking imagine. Imagine fucking phase two rolls around first thing announced Gen 13. 
I mean, if they're going to go with the whole, like, if they're going to go deeper into the Wildstorm properties and they're doing authority, I would love to see a planetary thing get done, which is, I think, the much better series that Warren Ellis wrote around the same time as as uh, his authority stuff. Yeah, so. well, I mean, it's better that than, what, Stormwatch? <laughs> yeah, no, it's better than that, for sure. Oh, planetary's really good. Yeah, now I'm just fucking... Now I'm just picturing, like, all right, we have our eight to ten year plan. Once that finishes up, we then move on to our next eight to ten year plan, which involves lead up to the crisis. You know, listen, at least they have a plan. They have a plan. They have a plan. If they I fucking like, put out a hope. if they put out a chapter of their fucking weird thing and it's called Goddamned Countdown. Right. <laughs> I will shit on somebody. <laughs> Hopefully so, they don't do that this summer when I'm up there with y'all. Now I'm just imagining <laughs> the actress play who plays Mary Marvel in the Shazam movies just beating a dude with another dude. <laughs> oh, which, I mean, I knew that was bad before, but now knowing your personal proclivities, dead, why you really hate that press. <laughs> uh, dead, can I, can I be, pick this guy up and use him to beat another guy? At least Mary I, Marvel uh, has fucking super strength. Fuck me running. <laughs> oh, what? They're going to do the, the vibrator scene? <laughs> Dark side crashes on her couch and his hands are a vibrator. Uh, if you know, you know. But anyway, that was about an hour of content. Let's give another 45 minutes of it. Oh, yeah. As we move into the book, we're actually here to talk about. As we move into the book, we're going to talk about. Before going forward... To anyone squeamish, a content warning for violence against women and dog murder. Yeah. yeah. And mutilation. That's a lot of bad shit happening to women and dogs. Yeah. yeah. If you're a fan of people and, you know, the good boys and the good girls, maybe maybe don't read this unless someone preps you for it. Yeah. No, it's funny because I think like out of the two, more most people would be probably would stay away from this book for the dogs. Absolutely, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I mean, that's I think more of a, a, a you know when it comes to animals, like people are really more responsive about. Like, and, and it doesn't I, not even just humans in general. I didn't just gen, what mean a, a four movie or, action movie franchise started because someone beat a dog to death. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, Stray Dogs, uh, written by Tony Fleeks, drawn by Trish Forstner, uh, colors by Brad Simpson, and because they're credited on the front cover, uh, layouts by Tone Rodriguez. Uh, published by Image, this is a five-issue series that came out uh, about like two years ago, actually, at the time of recording. Because the trademark on it is February 2021. Okay. And they're currently releasing a sequel series, which do not read. A uh, sequel series, I believe, is already done. Oh, it is? Okay, I thought they were releasing... Dog uh, Days is two issues. Oh, okay. Well, I know what it is, so don't read it. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it. before we get super deep into this... Um, I'm not going to say don't read this. But I will say, if you do read it, you're not going to get much. I'm what I I will counter that by saying I got a lot, but was frustrated that I didn't get more than I did, given how fertile the ground here is. There is a lot here for like a really good 
like on top of just like the regular horror, like the existential horror of the entire situation that yeah. is just never fucking capitalized on because it's five issues. Yeah, it's well, it's it's way too short. Even by five issues, I thought these would be at, at least like thirty page issues, but no, they're like maybe twenty. Yeah, they're on. And there's so little dialogue. There's so little panels. It just feels so like, God damn it, this is too short. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's that's the main issue with this. Like, it is a is an issue of pacing and for me at least coloring, which we'll get into. Yeah. Yeah, Nico. I uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. I I again, like I I, I said, if I wish there was more of it because I think you got the best of it when everything kind of you know went tits up towards the end of this book. But then you know all that build up for just basically at off and and at times it was a very one note kind of you know idea I guess kind of like you know that that we ended up getting out of this then it was okay I I don't think it's bad by any means I thought it was all right I but is it again is it something I'm gonna get to put on my shelf is it something I'll ever revisit probably not no yeah yeah so all righty so let's get into this issue one we get the main thrust of the horror premise where dogs memories are weird that was yeah, one of the more it, interesting things I think about this yeah, book. It's, it's essentially one of yeah. two central ideas at the core of the horror in this book, and for me, probably the most interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. This, absolutely. just this, all yeah. just this idea of like horrendous shit being perpetrated around you with being without even being able to long term remember it until like triggered by sense memory. That was the clever part about this book. I think was that was yeah, that part. That was it. Yeah. really yeah. interesting. That 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 idea in and of itself is so fucking horrifying, right? And I love it. And they do fucking nothing. <sighs> yeah, because it gets to a point. Well, they, do, well, they don't do nothing. They do the one thing. Yeah, which, which even the that, which even the one thing they do, they do it so fucking rarely and so like scattered throughout the five issues that it doesn't really amount to anything and by the end of it you forget that it was an issue yeah i I, yeah because i will say like the the thing that i liked was by the end they referenced the fact that even when that one dog met um the the sophie the 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 small dog there like she he he was like have i met you before like you know what i mean and like they're kind of planting that seed like even then and then by the time you get to the end of the story where you you see them meet each other again they don't even remember each other from this previous uh incident that they even had experienced together straight up i mean straight up got to the end i the only reason I remember that was a thing is because I looked up some people talking about this book and they went, oh, it's so sad about the memory thing. And I'm like, oh, right. That was a thing. Yeah. But that's he if he kind of played with that a little bit more, I thought it would have been even more interesting because I think like you did get a bit of that. Like when like she was kind of like, you know, the one dog was trying to test the other dogs like, well, yeah, I remember it. He's like, well, yeah, well, really tell me something about it. Like, tell me this. Tell me that detail. Tell me this one. And the, the dogs didn't have anything to say. Right. Like because they're like, yeah, we yeah. we can't remember either. Right. So that 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 is very interesting. Like I do. I do think that was well done. That idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Base idea of how this explains how dogs memory works. Works. They remember their person, they remember commands, they remember where they sleep, but their short term memory doesn't hold on to a lot of shit. So it's largely they will have 
It'll be like, okay, food here, sleep here, you good. And then everything else just kind of circles around like a fucking goldfish. Yeah. And that's where a lot of it comes from. And then immediately following that uh, is a panel that kind of shows off another big issue I have with this fucking book, which is the coloring. Yeah. Because um... after, after this, it's, it's a scene of veterinary office. Then it cuts to a farmhouse, just a, this weird little house in the middle of nowhere, cars driving by, and we get inside and we just see a gaggle of dogs. Yeah, it's Don't literally worry. like right next to a major highway. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about us naming them. Like, one is important, kind of. And the rest, I don't even remember their names enough to make jokes about what their names aren't. For the sake of the plot, I would argue three of them are important for the narrative. But the problem is, I, I agree with you, there's way too many of them. And yeah. like, like they're trying to make it, they're trying to sell the point that this guy, this monster has done this so many times because, uh, well, I guess we have to, should we spoil that now since there's we'll, so little plot? We'll get there. Okay. Because I want to talk about this first, because there are 10 dogs introduced and like we see the outside and it is, there is like shading and texture added a lot of the work and everything and it like looks fine then we get inside and the backgrounds like i said they have texture they have like someone used like some kind of weird smudge tool and they were able to like get like feeling in the world and then all the other dogs have no shading no texture no nothing they're just colored fucking flat no shadows on them just on the ground it's like the colorist like did the world did a first pass on the dogs and then the book had to ship yeah. yeah, if I had to describe this style, I don't know if you've ever seen any of these dead, but there's these um, comic books that are like comic book panelizations of cartoons. I have not. Well, they're awful. <laughs> um, the idea being that they take an inherent medium based on movement and, and like try movement. to like take they take random freeze frames from it for the purposes of like keeping it going. And like, it totally makes as much sense as just watching the episode is their thinking and having seen some of this shit, it really doesn't like they did it a lot with like the Marvel children's cartoon shit from about 10 years ago or so. And all of it looks awful. Yeah. Like, like, I, like from design, like the dogs don't look awful. Uh, they're, they're no, the, but no, the designs don't look awful. It's just they don't match the the character designs don't match the backgrounds. Is what I was trying to get across. And well, it's it's not even a matter of like the design not matching the backgrounds. It's a matter of like the coloring and shading not matching anything. Because this is an issue throughout the entirety of it. They will every once in a while change like the color temperature or like put like a fucking put just a filter over it. They never change anything. It's never dynamic. It's just always completely flat, static. Here's what you're getting. Yeah, which I think for a horror concept, the shading and lighting is incredibly important. Well, I I will say, though, like because I have heard the actual writer of this, like on a comics podcast I listened to before um, he he was talking about this book when it originally came out. And he had mentioned the fact that they were uh, uh, clearly, I guess, going for more of like a a Disney vibe in terms of the actual like um, the dogs and stuff like that. So but I think you're right in the sense that like the coloring does do the art a disservice in that sense. And then so I I think the, the idea was that he wanted it to be more bright and kind of like not well 
horror vibe yes. that you're speaking I can, on. But yeah. I can see that, but to build on what Dead was saying, I don't feel like the color and shading choices either match what would be if you were going to make a Disney version of this concept or if you were going for more horror because it's just kind of stuck in the middle where yeah. it's, it's not bright and cheery enough to make you think this is some sort of paradise. So it's like, it's nice enough. It's okay. Yeah. And, and then it never goes like... match the, the coloring of the characters. And then when it goes horror themed, it, the, the, the character designs seem horribly out of place. So they just never gel. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it has like ten fucking dogs in it. Dude walks in, brings a new dog. Hey, it was the dog from the fucking veterinary clinic we saw earlier. Uh, she's terrified. Other dogs being showing her around. Uh, as the guy comes back home and is like, "Hey, it's like, oh, you're so fucking, oh, you're, oh, you're scared, huh? Here, have a scarf, arf." Which, and that triggers a sense memory where this guy murder her person with a scarf hmm. which then that is the which then that is the whole impetus this dude goes around killing women and stealing their dogs yeah and he's yeah. done this like a lot yeah enough to the point where in a later issue they show that he's completely replaced almost a set of dogs yeah. by the time the story has started yeah so that all happens all that terror oh god this guy's a murderer Next day, the main dog, who looks like someone from Oliver and Company, yeah. uh, comes to yeah. comes to Sophie and is like, "Hey, it's like, hey, I don't know, I don't know if you're telling the truth or not, but I believe you believe it. So let's go, let's find out about this killer thing." And to which she says, "What are you talking about? Who's a killer?" Issue two. Just, uh, yeah, issue two. Uh, the issue of her not remembering the whole thing uh, is resolved in a page. Right. Because he grabs he grabs her her person's scarf, which then brings everything back as they then uh, head upstairs and go into a room that the dogs aren't allowed in. The dogs are like, yeah, the treats are kept there, but we're not allowed in there. And it's a room full of women's clothing. And like a taxidermied wolf. Which is a setup. Yeah. Uh, the little dog, also, uh, Sophie, also gets in the back and finds a, like, actually knocks over a bunch of boxes uh, full of pictures. Um, luckily, uh, Rusty, that's the fucking dog's name. Yeah. Rusty manages to save the day by, like, breaking something, but then he gets taken out to the punishment shed. Yeah. Which, mm, I... I'm a little confused about that, but we'll get into it when we get when we get well, the reveal. Because it's not, it's not evenly applied. Because, well, I mean, to show you where my head's been at recently, dead. When I was watching this, reading this, I was also watching Severance. <laughs> okay. And Severance has what's called the break room, which is a, basically a mental torture room. <laughs> yeah, I I need to watch Severance. It's it's a great show. It's yeah. a great show. It will horrify you, yeah. but I guess that's its intent. Even though it's also technically comedic. Yeah. So anyway, Rusty is kept out in the punishment shed all day uh, until bedtime. At which point he's let out and he is limping, holding one of his paws up. Don't worry, this doesn't matter. Somebody once told me. 
and he refuses to tell them uh like what happened in there why he's limping and we also see and we also like see that like oh hey i have a picture of this i got a picture of the person from the closet and one of their one of their dogs recognizes her as her person Well, it's, I mean, like, you start, you're starting to hear them when they talk about this, too, and it's not even, uh, you know, my person or my, it's always, like, my lady. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. my lady. You know what I mean? So, you like, you're already kind of seeing that there's a pattern in terms of, like, every person they're referring to as their owner was always a lady, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, well, speaking of patterns, um, <laughs> this leads to one of my two big complaints with how the story is structured in that because there are too many characters... They essentially, from this point on in the story, almost until its end, just kind of do the same thing over and over again. Okay. Yeah, 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 it is, because it's just, it's, hey, new clue. Oh, my God, that's my lady. Flashback to what happened. Moving on. Just over and over and over again for every dog. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's where the structure stumbles, because... If at this point in the story there were fewer dogs that had to be convinced and they started focusing more on we have to get out of here, I think the plot would have worked better. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, but yeah, as all this has been happening, there's been one dog. There's like old Basset Hound, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah, Earl, who's been hardcore like this isn't real. None of this is happening. This person is crazy. Everyone shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So as the master comes home, uh, they. Rusty Sophie, uh, the new dog who learned about their lady and a Dalmatian with one leg. Head under the porch where they find a bunch of graves. They get out of there and nothing happens. Uh well they do they do find uh, a piece of fabric that triggers the Dalmatian memory, which is this fucking Dalmatian. Yeah, that's what I was about to say that I know like this premise is horrifying, but like this is why I said I don't want to read the se- the sequel series because this concept leans way too hard on let's make the good boys and good girls miserable. Yeah, or like punish them as much as possible. Yeah, because the, that's the entire premise of the first of the se- sequel series. Nico is just here's how every single dog that we see in this original yeah. story suffered to get where they are. I, I yeah. read it. Yeah. I read. I read the two issues. Yeah, I was telling uh, Dead before we recorded. Yeah, before Nico's Nick, read it. Yeah. I haven't. I read the description that said every dog has his day. Then saw it was two issues and started laughing. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really the only context those stories give. They're all like three, four page stories of like this is how what happened to this dog. Yeah, just this is just, how, yeah, just that's, here. That's just here's yeah. nine panels to explain their entirety backstory. Yeah, but, somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. But yeah, like the Dalmatian, <laughs> he had an older owner. Building caught on fire. His owner fucking died and he lost a limb. But then he got adopted by a fucking firefighter. Then she got strangled to death. And all of that was the setup to explain why this dog knows how to call the police. Yeah. Yeah. And then to top off this dog who we've given more misery than any other, he gets fucking old Yellard. And then worse things happen to him. Yeah. 
that's a pretty messed up scene when they do go in the shed though and they see all the uh <laughs> but again it was like you got all the big shock scenes like that like literally like right at the end of the series and i know that you yeah. had mentioned earlier dead the pacing in this being a little off like it really didn't give you much until the final bit of the mini series right like so yeah. like I, I was surprised at that like they didn't give us some more like you know even yeah. type of jump scare type stuff prior to that for the comic right like something yeah, but this is why I was complaining that the middle is the biggest problem is that it, it's so repetitive of essentially yeah. restarting the same premise over and over again instead of developing the premise they already have with a few of the characters. Yeah. So moving on to issue four. Earl has to explain to everybody why it's not weird that he's eating his breakfast while looking at a bunch of pictures taken of women from far away. Right. <laughs> it's totally normal. Nothing bad is happening. He also doesn't feed them, then leaves for the day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Earl and Sophie get into a big fucking fight about what's happening, why everything is going wrong, fucking all kind of shit. Then Rusty, the leader, comes in and explains, yeah, I remember everything too. He killed everybody. Fuck him. Uh, I don't know I pronounce this dog's name, the Imogen. Or uh, Imogen, Imogen, I think. Or... Imogen, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I felt so bad for this dog. Though, Imogen man. had like, it, it maybe like... the worst of everybody. Yeah, and when you read that story, like like in that other two two issue thing, which again doesn't give you much, but like it was one of those things where like clearly this was just the dog that was the most traumatized about what happened, and and uh, you know again jumping ahead, but that's why I think things play out the way they do later. But like it, it's like yeah, I just like I think like the the way those scenes are like the quiet scenes of him just seeing him sulk around like being super depressed. Like I felt really, I did feel really bad for this the this dog in this story. Yeah. I was like it, it did get me a bit towards the end i felt bad for a couple of these dogs even though it's like dogs in a comic i was yeah, like okay I can, see, yeah, Imogen, I can see why dog lovers would like this <laughs> like, oh know? no like like last issue with fucking the dalmatian as he was being oh, dragged man. out to the punishment shed there's just this scene of there's this one panel of just him just like big puppy dog eyes pressing his head up against the guy's leg just oh come on don't kill me and it was just yeah just, ugh. and they don't even like again it, which i guess it's it's good that they did it. They don't show you it go yeah. down, but then you like you see like afterwards like what happens. But, yeah, yeah, as anyways. yeah, as guy leaves leaves without food, they all begin looking around, uh, trying to find any evidence of the Dalmatian. The Dalmatian, uh, their sense coming from the punishment shed. Sophie goes in and then immediately runs out screaming. Yeah, as everyone looks inside and they see, hey, it's the Dalmatian's skin hanging up on some hooks and two dog skulls. Yep. Too. Yeah, yeah. As everyone runs, and I'm okay, and I'm like, okay, is this another memory thing? Like, Rusty was brought into the punishment shed. Did he? Did he see shit like this? Get hurt in the pot, and then decide not to tell anybody to like spare them of the shit, and then forgot about it, or was just, or did the punishment shed just change entirely before he, in between him coming in and out? I'm going to lean on, like, they probably weren't thinking, they didn't think it through enough with, until they got there. Because that's what it feels like when they do, like, the constant, like, repetition of the starting premise, is that they just could have done more with this, but didn't plan it out enough to do more than just the base premise. Uh-huh. 
Well, well, this was a fair, and I think to your point, Bertie, about that is like I think they, and quite frankly, I'm quite surprised. This was a big hit for the for them. Like this was a. I, I can a, believe it. I can believe this would be a big hit because it's a horrifying concept. Right. It's a that, it's a fully sellable concept. But I also feel like you said, like they didn't really have much to say other than this, and I don't think they were expect like that. The fact that they brought out those two other issues, I think, was only because they're like, okay, let's milk this for whatever's left, because like we weren't expecting this to be such a big hit as it was, right? Like it was like you know, I, I this could have. You don't really need more of this story past this, and I don't think yeah, we're going to get it. It's so. sort of like how uh, Shyamalan, probably his whole pitch for The Happening was, oh, all these people are suddenly dying or killing themselves for no apparent reason. What's the cause of that? And he just stopped writing there until he got all the money together, at which point he had to judge. Um, plants. Evil trees. <laughs> yeah. The plants pooped, and now everybody's angry. Uh, but yeah, so they all just start. Yes, yeah, so all the dogs just start freaking out. Like we need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, but then yeah. dude, dude, dude yeah. pulls up. As all that's happening, Earl, I guess at the nudging of Imogen, decides, okay, let's fucking look into this shit. Uh, well, he feels bad because he didn't. Even though he still believed that the master at the time it happened, he still feels guilty that he got one of the dogs killed. Because yeah, it's entirely his fault. The reason the Dalmatian yeah. died is because. As he was, as the dogs were calling 911, uh, because I guess the thing that's important to note, they didn't literally dial 911. They had an old person phone, so they just hit the 911 button. Yeah, which those are useful for a very, for that very specific reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Earl went upstairs and actually like alerted the master to what was happening. Yeah. And yeah, so he gets in, so he goes into the room and like, Goes in the room find, following the smell of treats. The treats that he remembered as a puppy being given. As he paid absolutely no attention to his, like, I teenage owner? College student owner? She had a unicorn yeah, poster on the wall and a ribbon. I couldn't tell. It was a little too darkly lit. Yeah, I think it was like... It's not a child. So I think So I think it might have been like a college no. student. Yeah. But yeah, uh, kills her, then takes him home, and we see a whole other group of dogs. Uh, which then leads to the end of the issue where we see all those dogs' heads mounted on plaques inside of a inside of a cupboard with bloody tools in a room that has never used bloody tools in it, based on what we've seen so far. Yep. Last issue. Oh yeah, Master also finds him there and holds a shotgun to him. Yeah. And it's at this point that uh, Earl has had enough and just jumps and attacks him. Well, like uh, the, they, they show both Earl being mad at the master. Cause he finds the closet full of heads. Yeah. At, with the shotguns pulled out. So yeah, that, that made sense to me, even if it felt like that felt like an unnecessary escalation. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Like, we already had this guy stalks and kills women to steal their dogs, and if the dogs misbehave, he tr- kills them, too. Did we really have to add the he stuffs them and mounts them on his wall like a monster thing? Well, he stuffs them, mounts them on the closet, and only and has only done this one other cycle. Uh-huh. Yeah, which, again, like, I thought, like, that that was a good scene when you see, like, a whole group of, the, of other fucking dogs, but again... Yeah, like, that was... Like- 
that that was a moment yeah. i was like oh oh yeah but the other scene though that really made me feel for the pain of of dogs like nothing else in this comic though is in this issue like the the scene like Right, right after, like you said, he had the shotgun to him, and the, they're running away. Is when he fucking crashes through the window, and I just yeah, sitting there was, on the fucking lawn. That cut was up. rough. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ! Like when you get that panel of him just sprawled out, like, and it's you know his own self, like inflicting damage, but like he was running because he was so scared yeah, after d- what just, occurred. Yeah, right? like, like like rips a chunk out of this dude's neck. Um, yeah. Uh, but doesn't kill. But does. But that doesn't kill him as he like gets up and starts like reloading a shotgun. Um, luckily, Eugen, fucking yeah. sleeper MVP of the goddamn season, yeah, just shows up and yucks that old bitch down the stairs. Yeah, everyone's like, awesome. "Is he dead? We can't, you know, for sure." And then Earl, just in a sh- bit of just pure fucking panic, breaks head first through a fucking massive glass window. Just cut the fuck up. Barely yeah. able to stand, still screaming at everyone else to run. Yeah, I didn't. I, I that scene kind of like I was like, ah, that sucks. Like when I seen the dog just like laid out on the lawn like that, right? Um, but, yeah. but it's like, did we need to see that? I, well, that's the thing. You don't show him get shot, and then the other one get skinned. You don't show all these other things, but then you see like a dog helplessly like just sprawled out. On yeah, the sprawled grass. out, sprawled out on the ground, covered in glass, shards still sticking out of him. Then another dog gets fucking hit in the haunches with a shotgun. That's right. Yeah, because uh, like I've I've unfortunately seen animals dying on the road after being hit by traffic. It's not a particularly pleasant experience. So yeah, because hey, guess what? It happens to be rush hour out in the middle of fucking nowhere as this as Earl runs on the road and causes a seventeen car pileup. Yep. Yeah, it's just another instance of hey, we're all gonna die, and I was wrong. So let me redeem myself. Yah yah yeet. And then he gets yeah. This- yeah, this scene was good. I did like the final scene. Like, obviously, the, the when all the shit hit the fan here at the end was probably the, I think, the best, probably, like, sequence of events probably in the book, but also, like, um, you know, not the most interesting thing. The most interesting, like you said, was the thing at the start about the memory being part of this story, right? Yeah, uh, and this is a weird sequence that I don't fully understand the purpose of. So Which part? A thing throughout this entire comic is that very rarely do we see people's faces. Oh, yeah. People are effectively the, like, adults in... Fuck, like... Charlie Brown Yeah, like like, 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 Charlie Brown adults, uh, like the the mom from the Roger Rabbit cartoon at the beginning of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Just, we Mm. see them from, like, neck down. Maybe we see some of their mouths. And then, as the car, like, fucking... As the car pileup is happening, a woman... uh, Seemingly getting getting pinned between two different cars, gets out of her car completely uninjured. Walks over to walks over to the master, who is just profusely bleeding, holding a shotgun as all these dogs are freaking out around him. And let me just get a shot of him, full face, takes his hand off his neck wound, which just explodes in blood, and he dies. And why why the face? Why do we need the face? Is it gonna like like oh my god? It's some guy. Hmm. It felt like a reveal. It felt like it was supposed to be a reveal that just was revealing nothing. It revealed that the guy who was killing women and stealing their dogs. Yeah, that was a guy. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think it was needed, but I didn't mind it. Like it didn't stick out to me. Maybe it stuck as, out to me insanely as... harsh. It was uh, okay. It came out okay, of well, it that... came out of fucking nowhere and yeah. felt needlessly focused on. Yes, hmm. for one panel, but I don't see the purpose 
I just took it as like the end of a horror movie where the guy finally goes down, like or no, like, like him dying. You know I mean? That's like, one thing. Like, like yeah, him yeah. taking the hand off the wound and just exploding in blood. That's fine. It's the fact that there was just one panel where the only thing in frame was just his face. Mm. Yeah, then the yeah, cop, it, yeah. Then the cops show up, and the cops have a cop dog, which the cop dog can speak dog. I, I did like that. How like the dog is saying, yeah, like they're they like, are, which yard? The backyard? The front yard? Yeah, I mean? the dog's like, just yeah, freaking out, trying to get somebody's <laughs> attention, letting them know what happened. And then a cop dog rolls up, is like, what seems to be going on here? I, I I just like the idea that in 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 this world, obviously, when dogs can talk to each other, that it's not actually the instincts of this cop dog being a good cop, but it's actually him just getting the information from the other dogs, right? Yeah. Like I like I liked that. I was like, oh, it's you know, like how he kind of took over, and it's true. Like the the cops would be depending on the dog to sniff some shit out at this place, right? Like so, like it, it makes sense. Like I I kind of it was subtle, but it worked. I think that shit. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, they tell the cop dog everything, and then independent of the cop, and then uh, oh no, sorry, actually not independent of the cop dog. The cop dog did find it. I just noticed him in the panel. Uh, the cop dog finds the fucking mount, mound of corpses underneath the back porch. As we then flash forward to an undetermined amount of time later, as Sophie and Rusty are playing in the park, they don't remember each other. Yeah. As then, as then Sophie, now named Trudy, with her new owners. Head home. And that's the end of the book. Yeah. <sighs> Not bad, just kind of a waste of potential. Yeah, it's like, it's arguably the book I'm maybe the most positive about narratively, narratively of the three we read for this little indie, indie description. It's just because it had the most potential narratively of the three, it's arguably the most frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I found that, yeah, it's funny because, like, uh, every single thing that we picked, I think, out of these last three picks that we talked about, we're all missing something in terms of making it, like, a satisfying, like, you know what I mean? Like, across-the-board yeah. experience. Um yeah, whether it was plot or or plot, I would say for the first one or uh, pace or like, you know, even things maybe the pacing for maybe the last thing we talked about. And then this one just had that potential, but just there wasn't much more to it. Right. Like, yeah. It just it, it left us cold. If this if this <laughs> thing did, if this thing did have like mini series length issues or maybe like same length issues, but like two, maybe three more. Yeah. Maybe get someone who did colors a bit better. Nothing against the person who did colors, but like they need to be better. Well, they needed they needed to be more consistent with the tone and style they were going with because all the all the focus went on the animal designs because that's they they stand out. They uh, accomplished the goal they set with that specific stated appearance. It's just the backgrounds didn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe like. Maybe get like a independent, like a like a separate, uh, like dedicated inker, like to handle like shading and shadows and stuff. Yeah, because again, speaking of like that one time we saw the human who killed who, their human evil master, uh, when they finally saw him, it, you know who I thought of? Who? Cyril from Archer. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> he did. He did look a lot like Cyril Figgis. Oh, wow. But yeah, so that was Stray Dogs. 
Uh, we did not. Uh, Nico read the sequel. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Birdie, I think, did too, or at least he alluded to I, it. Right? I looked. I looked at the premise. I when I looked at the oh, premise, okay. I was like, I don't want to read this. <laughs> yeah. I am the only one that went for it. Yeah, I kind of finished this up, and then I saw there was two other issues. I was like, okay, I'll read these quick. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I was hoping it was actually a legit sequel to build on what they had, not just like. Oh, yeah, hey, you want to read on misery? Yeah, hey, you want to read eight short stories of a dog being relatively normal yeah. dog than having their person get murdered? Yeah, if this sounded interesting to you guys or you're curious in it, then just uh, just read the main miniseries. You don't need the other one because, like, there's a couple of other things, I guess, it added to it, like, to maybe know why the dog was acting like this. Maybe a couple of them in the other story, but not enough to be, like, it was worth the read or pick up for that matter. So, yeah, just, just stick to the... Uh, the main series, if anything. So, and again, we we gave we gave before we started talking about it, but I'll just say it again. It gets rough if you like dogs. Oh yeah, yeah. and if you yeah. are a woman. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, and I mean, like it was, it, and I would say, like it's more solely focused on the dog aspect of it, not really giving you any. Um, yeah, the women know, don't really I, have any character beyond "Hey, I like dog." Yeah, not only that, and even just to learn of the killer's motivations, like it's not yeah. focused on him really. Yeah, other it, than uh, the fact none, that it's none of the human right. element matters. Yeah, no. it's it. Have we ever encountered women in refrigerators solely for animals? <laughs> no, I no. don't think so. I don't think so. I, although I will say as a parallel, like like we said, even at the start of this, playing those two against one another, I think is interesting only in the sense that, like I said, people more care for animals, I feel, than they do human beings. And I don't like I'm not even saying like it could be a woman, it could have been a man. I just think that that is kind of interesting because I think like that is the takeaway from this book is people are going to, I guarantee you, be more concerned about the treatment of the animals in this book than they were about these women getting killed. Like just because yeah. I feel like that's yeah, I just think that's humanity, honestly, like we, we care for animals because we feel like they don't have a choice in what goes on in that sense. Right. Like I think in their, in their lives. Right. But uh-huh. it's terrible what happens to the women in this book. Yeah. Like it's pretty bad. Like and the, fact wrong, that, the fact that it's so brushed over. Yeah. There's, there's like, it's not the focus at all. Like it's, just it's like not, the, it's not the focus yeah. at all. It is not like, like when I heard stray dogs, I assumed it was going to be like a horror story about like a kennel. Right. Yeah. Because, like, you hear about some of the shit that happens in kennels. Like, that is a horror story for dogs. Sure, yeah. That is the equivalent of, like, the old 80s movie about, like, the insane asylums. Mm. But no, just the fucking murderer who hates women. I mean, l- thankfully, he does get his comeuppance, like, as yeah. we just detailed by the end of it. But he does get his throat ripped out by a fucking dog. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's not even too like, and but then it kind of leaves everything up in the air for like if all these dogs actually even found another suitable home for themselves. You know what I mean? Like they don't really give you that. They don't give you. It kind of leaves you wanting a little bit. That fucking chihuahua was that fucking chihuahua was left to rot. (laughs) Not just because of the chihuahua, but because of how it fucking looked. Right. (laughs) I do not know why they decided to get a thing of Fu Manchu. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but, but anyway, they, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, stray dogs. <laughs> that was stray dogs. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Join us next time, as I believe we've decided next time we're gonna be doing Naoki Urasawa's Pluto. Ooh, Ooh which I I need that kind of after this indie showcase, just because I don't. I need something that is like I don't have to like 
parse out is this good or bad yeah it's something that we know oh. is good naoki urasawa is good. Yeah. one of my <laughs> favorite authors and he is incredible and we're going into pluto which ah. i think it's like the third book of his that i read yeah ah. also the shortest thank god for our purposes but yeah we're not gonna be doing the whole thing no but even so if we want to do the whole thing it would be quicker to do the whole thing of that than say monster yeah. or yeah. 20th century boys or, yeah. <laughs> or did, did bat boy ever end Billy bat? I believe ended, okay. but I don't think it was ever released in English officially. It's never been officially translated. No. Yeah. Not yet. Anyways. Yeah. Pluto has really been, but anyway, that'll be next time. Until then though, I'm dead. I'm birdie. And I'm Nico. And I got a piss. We'll see you guys next time. Ha <laughs> ha.